Hello, Nandita. My name is Danuk. I'm one of the registrars. Welcome to the ethics scenario. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Okay, good, thank you. So your, your scenario is regarding a colleague who is constantly coming to work late. Okay, so let me read out the scenario to you. So you're the IMT working, you're the IMT doctor rather, working in a medical ward. The team consists of a medical registrar, one IMT doctor, which is yourself, and two other junior doctors, foundation level. You notice that one of the foundation doctors always comes to work 30 minutes late. Um, and it's consistently. Um, how do you manage this situation? Okay, so I think uh, there's a few different approaches to the situation uh, that I would need to take. Um, one, which is obviously dealing with the immediate situation and the immediate impact and prioritizing the issues at hand, and then later uh, seeking more information about it and you know f trying to find out more about the problem. Um, so I think you know we can acknowledge in the first instance that being 30 minutes late is unlikely to cause serious patient safety issues. Um, especially when other doctors are present, but it does lead to a disjointed and often quite fragmented handover process, and it's not great for uh, cohesive team working. So I think it's important for me to recognize that in my approach to this scenario. Given that I'm more senior than the foundation doctor, in the first instance, uh, my immediate action would be to try and mitigate the sort of the effect of this on the working day and on the handover process, uh, making sure you relieve the night colleague of their duties as well, and take an efficient handover from them, highlighting any sick patients overnight, etc. Um, and making sure that any jobs that the foundation doctor usually would do in that morning handover process are adopted by myself, another member of the team, uh, just to make sure that there's no impact on the overall, you know, conveying inf information or on the workload. Um, but beyond that, I think even though 30 minutes isn't a significant amount of time in the scope of the working day, I think if it's a recurrent problem, then it possibly does lead to a more disjointed process longer term, which may be detrimental to the overall running of the ward or the unit. Uh, I think it's important to then you know, take into stock why this colleague is coming late every day. Um, there may be a variety of reasons this is happening, but we should try and seek information from the colleague themselves, possibly in both a sensitive and a tactful manner, uh, but equally, a, you know, a professional one about, you know, this is the start time. And, you know, are there any circumstances possibly which are leading to you coming late? Um, I think it's important to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt in the first instance, that rather than assume they're just being lazy or negligent or anything like that, but that there may be extenuating circumstances that we don't know about. Uh, it could be, you know, temporary situations, just transport or housing or um, possibly longer term solutions, like health, uh, longer term issues like health problems, or maybe uh, other responsibilities they might have, like caring responsibilities or childcare. Um, it may also be that they have another arrangement with, in terms of flexible working hours in the morning that they've already arranged with their supervisors or their or through occupational health that we may not be privy to. So I think it's important for me to elicit that in a sensitive way. Um, and obviously, if they say that that's something that they've arranged previously with one of their supervisors and that, you know, assume that that's been dealt with. Um, I think in that case, if, you know, if there is genuinely an extenuating circumstance and we can try and maybe work with the foundation doctor to see how we can come up with a good solution for everyone, if they feel that because of where they live or how things are in the morning because of other things that are going on, um, they're not able to kind of commit to coming on time every day, but they're very professional otherwise, I think it'd be nice to come up with an informal local solution in the first instance, perhaps arranging the ward jobs so that, you know, they can take over some of the uh, jobs a bit later on in the day or possibly that they make up for the time in the morning with you know staying to do the twilight handover the um the evening list etc something like that i think there's probably depending on where we are a local solution um and it's important that this would be one which would not impact the foundation doctor negatively and i think in doing this obviously you know as an imt i'm there to initially maybe approach the doctor and uh 
you know, suggest these things, but also I would definitely want the help of my registrar and my ward consultant as well and kind of coming up with a, a solution that the whole team was in favour of and that no one felt was um, unfair or insensitive to that doctor's personal circumstances. Um, I think, you know, if the or the conversation didn't go as well, I mean, if the foundation doctor wasn't as forthcoming about the reasons for being late, I think it's important to maybe politely remind them that it's professional courtesy that, you know, um, people are on time for shifts, just both for respect to the night colleagues and, you know, just normal working patterns, but also um, explaining that the burden of work then falls to other team members who obviously are, you know, working their fair share already and may not be able to, well, should not have to cope with this extra demand, obviously, um, on a consistent basis. Obviously, as colleagues, we often cover for each other uh, informally when exceptional things happen, but on a regular basis, it may be a bit more difficult and it's not sustainable and shouldn't happen longer term. Um, so I think, again, here, a team discussion in co conjunction with the registrar and maybe the consultant as well, if we thought appropriate, would be good. Um, and I think that, again, you know, we're always happy as a team to kind of uh, help each other out. And when people have, uh, you know, childcare issues or even kind of uh, other things that they need to organize their time around, everyone is willing to make up for other people, um, as long as patient safety is not, uh, you know, harmed in any way. And people are usually quite reasonable and, and you can negotiate this with prior notice very simply actually on award. Uh, but I think if there's persistent lateness with no reason, then there's possibly a hint that this um, degree of, you know, possibly not entirely professional behavior may then also reflect other areas of the foundation doctor's work. I think that I would then consider escalation strategies um, to kind of take this up further. So thank you. Um, that's a very full answer and actually covered most of the points very good. Um, I want to ask you about the final point that you made about escalation strategies. So did you want to just elaborate on that a bit more? Yeah, so I think, again, we could split this into local escalation strategies, as I mentioned, uh, to, first to my medical registrar and then to the um, to the consultant on call or for that week. But then I guess if it became a more serious issue without much feedback from the trainee in concern, then this would, through the correct channels, probably need to be escalated to their clinical supervisor in the first instance and then the educational supervisor as well. Um, and then I think, you know, in both circumstances, either if it was due to unprofessionalism, then that would be an appropriate channel to take. But also perhaps if there was a legitimate reason that, that this doctor was in difficulty and not able to do mornings, for example, then, uh, you know, as a, in a kind of combined team effort to make sure that team working is good for that um, doctor, I think all of us could then work together, uh, possibly also the rotor manager as well, to try and make accommodations for that, for those shift patterns and those changes in timings to make sure everybody was aware. So you mentioned the correct methods or the you know the correct channels of um, in escalating this locally. Do you want to just tell me what you know what are the you know what are your methods of escalating this to your to their you know clinical supervisor? So I guess I mean in the first instance, the most sensitive thing probably would be um I, the very first instance to suggest if they're having difficulties or having issues coming to work on time every day that they actually take it to their clinical supervisor because that's probably the most non-confrontational way to do it and that would be the most uh, productive route of escalation. Um, I think I would probably want to seek help from my registrar before escalating, you know, a complaint or anything like that about any other trainee, uh, as that's quite a serious uh, step to take. So I would probably want to seek, you know, both clarification from uh, my registrar, but also perhaps my own clinical supervisor. I think that is a good, normally a good channel that we um, our first port of escalation, I guess, for any workplace related matters we might be having. And I might then seek advice from my own clinical supervisor about how to proceed with this. Um, and then based on their advice, kind of follow the, the pathway that they suggest.
Well, thank you for your answer. No problem.